Well, this article must have gone up after the show yesterday. It is from Breitbart, and it really keeps with the spirit of how uh, yesterday's show ended. Headline, Bill Gates poured millions into dark money fund attacking Elon Musk. Bill Gates is kind of an anomaly. He claims to be a philanthropist, and his actions would support those claims on the surface. But you look at articles from the Associated Press that don't really mention him, um, but there's this article from September 2nd, 2020, UN says new polio outbreak in Sudan caused by oral vaccine. This is from the uh, AP, Associated Press. The World Health Organization says a new polio outbreak in Sudan is linked to an ongoing vaccine-sparked epidemic in Chad, a week after the UN Health Agency declared the African continent free of the wild polio virus. Now, if you dig in, you find that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is heavily involved. Other things you may have heard about Bill Gates is that he's a eugenicist. His father helped create Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sanger. Outspoken eugenicist. Bill Gates is on record saying that he thinks population control will be achieved through the use of vaccines because people in third world nations like Chad and Sudan are less likely to procreate in large numbers when they have vaccines that will keep their babies alive. I don't know how one of the world's smartest men, according to popular belief, thinks that, I mean, he, does, he doesn't think that. He, he doesn't think that people will have less kids when they have good vaccines because that's just absolute nonsense. But this is how he argues in favor of going into countries with vaccines and then creating polio outbreaks through the use of these vaccines. Just a little bit a little bit of background on good old Billy Boy. Back to this Breitbart article, uh from yesterday, research exclusively shared with Breitbart News identifies hundreds of millions of dollars flowing from Bill Gates Foundation to 11 of the 26 organizations that signed an open letter urging Twitter advertisers to boycott the company if Elon Musk restores free speech on the platform. So it took me forever <laughs> this morning to find some stories that weren't just totally depressing. But we, I mean, don't worry, we might get into some of that 
still today. But I didn't dig too much into these organizations that got these these Bill Gates Foundation donations. But it's pretty interesting when you consider that these charity organizations take all of this money billions and billions of dollars from everywhere, anywhere. Anyone can donate to charity, right? And then these charities take this money and essentially do the will of their donors, just like the people that operate news organizations and operate, uh, you know, focus groups and other organizations that do studies. But the interesting part is that these companies can funnel all of this money into these charities, companies or, you know, individuals. Then they can get the tax credit for that donation, but still hold the organizations that they donated to accountable to do their will. So why, why should they be allowed to get the tax credit for that? It's like all of the money that Mark Zuckerberg funneled into the elections in, uh, in Arizona, I think it was. He, and he's going to get in big trouble for this. The, the money's coming out. I, I don't know why these stories are missing from the news. But he funneled hun- hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, fortifying the election. And I believe he was able to just write that off. While at the same time saying, if you don't do these things that we, he, so, so Zuckerberg, I'm going to get you some context. Here we go from, uh, the federal, uh, from the federalist on, uh, October 14th, 2021, Florida governor Ron DeSantis reaffirmed his state's commitment to election integrity on Tuesday especially keeping tech giants and their partisan CEOs from corrupting local elections. Given what we know now about how Mark Zuckerberg and other left-wing actors commandeered, yada, yada, no conversation about 2020 election integrity or about the integrity of future elections for that matter is complete without understanding the full picture of how Facebook CEO Zuckerberg strategically bankrolled and staffed local government election offices, which are in charge of voter registration, voting, and vote counting. Here's how it worked. Zuckerberg gifted nearly half a billion dollars, half a billion with a B, to two left-wing groups that then gave the money to government election offices. One of these two groups was the Center for Technology and Civic Life. By the September before the election, Zuckerberg and his wife had given it $350 million, meaning the small organization's prior revenues of $1.8 million exploded by roughly 20,000%. The cash, or Zuckerbucks, wasn't an unconditional donation, however. There were strings attached, which amounted to Democrat get-out-the-vote efforts, mass mail-in voting, and ballot curing, whereby election workers fix mail-in ballot problems after after the ballot has been submitted. 
These dollars also didn't flow indiscriminately to needy areas of the country, but largely to government election offices in the biggest cities of swing states where the majority of Democrat voters are concentrated. Those funds were used for Democrat voter outreach, designing and translating ballots, and staffing ballot harvesting, curing, and counting operations. There was a big article about this in the New York Times or the New Yorker. Let's see. Election fortification. Okay, I was close. It wasn't it wasn't the New York Times and it wasn't the New Yorker. It was Time magazine. The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election is the name of the article publication. And that first line, a weird thing happened right after the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Concern about violence. Yeah. This, this government is completely out of control, and they continue to but i guess that's what happens when they turn us all into domestic terrorists and they they tell us when they get started we're going to label you a domestic terrorist if you take issue with any of the things that we do but we're off on a tangent aren't we so getting back to the point here rich billionaires like bill gates and Mark Zuckerberg can take these huge amounts of money and inject them into charities and non-government organizations and then write them off and then, but then turn around and use it like a carrot on the end of a stick and, and say, as Zuckerberg said in the, during the 2020 election if you don't do what we say with it then we're going to take it back so bill gates can funnel millions of dollars into 11 different organizations to attack elon musk because ultimately this globalist leadership doesn't want freedom of speech. They want total control. And Twitter was one of their tools that they were using for total control. And this has been illustrated through the the Elon Musk Twitter acquisition story that's been kind of uh, derailed because Twitter has essentially lied to everyone including their shareholders saying that only 5% of, of the accounts, uh, you know, 5% or less of Twitter accounts are operated by bots. Now a bot, if you don't understand is it's a real account operated by a real person that also operates 10 other accounts. For example, and the way this works is, I mean, just just type in bot farm 
into your search engine and look at the images and you'll see walls of phones or sometimes not even a wall. Sometimes it's just a pile of phones all connected to a computer. Now, each of these phones represents an individual Twitter account, but they're all operated by, I mean, if, if they're not operated by a person sitting in front of each phone, it's operated by a computer that will send the same message to all of the phones and the phones will then upload that message independently to Twitter, giving the impression that it's an account operated by a real person. And this is how the narrative is controlled. That's why you will look on, you know, you can look at the feed of a big influencer and as soon as they post, there's a string of negative posts which are usually bots. Joe Biden's followers were found that half of his followers were bot accounts. And after Elon Musk's uh, individual or, or uh, independent analysis, he found that it could be 20% or more of the Twitter accounts are actually fake bots. Russian troll farms, Chinese troll farms, the purpose is spinning a narrative and creating false support for movements and narratives and agendas. They're, they're, they use these bots to construct a false reality. So, you know, oh, Bill Gates will get on there and post some narrative supporting agenda. And then the bot farms go to work, upvote it, comment on it, retweet it to make it look like it's getting a lot of traction to create the impression to the real people that, oh, wow, this is a popular opinion. It's a bunch of fake matrix style garbage. So as Elon Musk takes steps towards purchasing Twitter returning it to the people and making it a free speech platform, he comes under attack. He makes cryptic posts about fearing for his life and, you know, sort of jokingly claims that he has no intention of killing himself. And then the, alleg the, the sexual misconduct allegations come out. That was, what, a week ago? Five days ago? What, what, what's happened with that? Nothing. It disappeared. Why? Because it was fake garbage. Because this is the death rattle of the deep state. They're losing their control. Nothing, nothing is working. I think this is part of the reason that it took me such a long time to find this, you know, to find anything interesting to talk about. Because there, <laughs> these, these, these mainstream media sycophants are just milling around going, oh, what do we talk about? What do we talk about? How do we get the clicks? How do we get the attention? How do we get the engagement? The uh, Hillary Clinton, Michael Sussman, Mark Elias, Donald Trump, Russiagate collusion hoax trial is going on. There's nothing about that. These, there's no story about 
Elon Musk's sexual allegations. He came out and denied it. He said it's bogus, and it just dropped dead. It was dead on arrival. This is what happens when the media does nothing but lie and lie and lie and lie. We don't care about monkeypox because we know you're all liars. But the World Economic Forum is meeting in Davos right now, harassing people like Jack Posobiec for going down there and trying to cover it. There was that um, World Health Organization, or or wait, wait, is it Davos? Yeah, it's Davos. There's also the World Health Assembly. I think it's probably happening at the same time. They're supposed to be discussing this pandemic treaty that was uh, apparently being addressed two days ago. No new story on that, which makes me nervous. If it went through and the, the, the World Health Organization member states really did hand their, a, a large portion of their sovereignty over to the World, World Health Organization, would they put it in the news or would they keep it out of the news? There's lots of interesting things to discuss. There's lots of interesting things going on. The articles are buried. And when you find them, they're biased to the left or to the right. And that's kind of the point. I predicted a long time ago that the reason all of these events are occurring with the COVID pandemic, for example, is to destroy the trust in our institutions. Mission accomplished. And still billionaires are dumping millions of dollars, billions of dollars of resources into fake attacks, bogus charges, and more restrictions of speech, more control of information, and more dismantling of the country and the world. I'll be back. Goodbye.